Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. When you think about God's law, how do you think about it? Does it seem like a negative or is it a positive? When we think about God's law, it is important to think about how good and how positive it is. The world would view it, in most cases, as a negative, but it's positive. It's a positive law, and it produces good. And it's important to consider some of the great benefits that come from keeping God's law. Incredible benefits. And that really should encourage us when we think about these benefits. It should encourage us to strive to keep God's law more and more and to become perfect as Christ admonished us to do. And we have to keep working in that direction, and we certainly need the help of God's Spirit to do that. But we have to have a right attitude about God's law and how good it is and how it produces such positive results. Notice uh, Romans 7 and verse 12. We have a few passages today, so if you have a Bible available, it'd be great to get it out. We could look at these together. Romans 7 and verse 12. It says, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Everything about the law there is positive. It's holy. It's just. It's good. There's nothing negative in that. Negative results only come from breaking God's law. The law is there to show us what to avoid and the direction to go. It's to keep us safe from the problems that result from breaking God's law. So there are a lot of blessings we could consider. We don't have time to go through all of them. It's a great study, and hopefully it's something you'll think about. But we can consider a few. One of the great blessings that comes from keeping God's law is that we have peace of mind. We have peace of mind. And mental health, of course, is a major issue in this world today. It's something that we hear a lot about, and it's a real struggle for a lot of people. But we have the solution to those problems here. It's keeping God's law. Notice this in Psalms 119 and verse 165. Psalm 119 and verse 165. It says, Great peace have they which love your law. Nothing shall offend them. Now that's a great blessing. You can just think about what a blessing that is. To have peace of mind. Some of the most recent statistics show that one in four Americans over the age of 18 suffer from a mental health disorder. 25%. And some suffer from several disorders. It's a really serious problem and it affects people. It's a very crippling affliction. And yet, the solution is given here. We have great peace if we love God's law. And of course, if we love it, we'll keep it. And it's not, again, keeping it with sort of a uh, negative attitude. It's loving it. It's loving keeping it. It's loving seeing the results of keeping that law. And it gives us peace of mind. It gives us peace of mind when we do that. And that's a 
great blessing. That's one blessing of keeping God's law. Notice this quote. This is from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. This is Lesson 12. It's a free course at thetrumpet.com. Please sign up for it if you haven't already. And uh, it's just a wonderful course to take. But it says, No one who consistently breaks God's law can have real peace of mind. He will have fears and frustrations, as well as a guilty conscience. But the person who keeps God's law has a clear conscience. He is at peace with God, with himself, and with his neighbor. He has the peace of God, which passes all understanding. And that's Philippians 4 and verse 7. There's a great peace there. What, what a blessing that is. And that comes from keeping God's law, being at peace with God, with themselves, and with their neighbors. You know, there's just a lot of peace there. Peace of mind is something that is missing from the world today, and it comes from the keeping of God's law. That's a wonderful benefit of God's law. And we need to think about, again, the positive results of keeping that law. Notice another wonderful benefit of keeping God's law in 1 John 3 and verse 22. And again, we could go through just a great number of these, but we have a limited amount of time, so we're just going to scratch the surface here. But you could dig further into this study about how many benefits and blessings there are from keeping God's law. 1 John 3 and verse 22, this is another benefit. It says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So keeping God's commands are pleasing in his sight. And sometimes I think there's a bit of controversy about the law where you know, some religious groups would say, well, the law is done away, you don't have to keep it today. But that's not what the Bible says. Clearly here it says that keeping the law is pleasing in his sight. It's a good thing. And when we keep the law, it says that God will answer our prayers. He answers our prayers. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That's a great benefit of keeping God's law, knowing that God will answer. He'll answer. Of course, he'll answer his way and in his time, and, and, um, but he'll do it. He promises to. And that's something we can have faith in and then make sure we're working to do our part and striving to keep the commandments. That's a great benefit, a great blessing of keeping God's law. Notice this in John 9, just following up on this point. John 9 has something to say about this in verse 31. And this is a man speaking here that uh, Christ healed. John 9 and verse 31, it says, Now we know that God hears not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he hears. So again, we know all people except for Jesus Christ have sinned. But it's talking about an attitude here of repentance, of change, of really working to obey God's law. If we're doing that, if we're worshiping God that way, if we're striving to do his will, then then God's going to hear that person. We read that in 1 John 3 and verse 22. It's reiterated here. In John 9 and verse 31, the man speaking here was, again, a man that Jesus Christ healed. He was blind from birth, this man, and Christ healed him. It was an amazing miracle, and the Pharisees were critical. They were trying to 
undermine Christ's authority and trying to cause people to doubt him. And so this man who was healed, he plainly spoke the truth. He said, look, well, if a person obeys God, if he worships God and he keeps that law, then God will answer that person's prayers. And he said here, you know, Jesus Christ anointed him, prayed for him, and his eyes were opened. And so we see that the principle is in play. And if we're keeping God's law, if we're worshiping him and doing his will, then God hears us. He answers our prayers. That's a great blessing. That's a wonderful blessing. And so if we feel like our prayers aren't being answered as much as we would like, or there might be something not quite right there, we have to examine our law keeping and think about that. Well, okay, what am I doing you know, are, uh, am I obeying God? That is something we have to consider based upon these scriptures and the principles that they bring out. And we do live in a time where there's greater and greater distresses all around this earth. And so of all time, we certainly need God to hear and answer our prayers today, don't we? We really do. So we have to make sure we're doing our part, which is to strive to obey God. The correspondence course says clearly, True Christians are expected to obey God and keep his commandments. Obedience brings abundant blessings and maximum benefits, and those things accrue uh, to those who obey more than the mere letter of the law. So we have to not just obey the letter of the law, but really strive to keep the intent of it. Jesus Christ kept the law perfectly, and his Father answered his prayers. And then he also instructed us to follow his example and to obey God's laws as well. Jesus came not to do away with God's law, as some people teach, but that's not true. Rather, he came to teach and show by example how to live by the spiritual intent of that law. He gave examples of how how to live by the spiritual intent, how to really love the law, and to live that way. And we look at Christ's life, And it was an amazing life of God the Father answering his prayers, intervening time and time again. And of course, ultimately Christ came to be a sacrifice, and that was the plan. But his Father always answered his prayers because he obeyed God and he followed his will. He did his will. And we're to do that same thing, follow Christ's example. Notice what Christ said himself here. This is Matthew 5. Verses 17 through 20. And he's talking about the law. And he says very clearly, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. The jot and the tittle there, that's the smallest punctuation. So everything's going to be kept. Verse 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And verse 20, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. There had to be really a love of God's law and living it to the full. Living it and understanding it and applying the principles of it. 
That's what Christ said. That's what he came to do. He said, look, I didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill. In other words, to fill it to the full, to bring even greater understanding of it. And the correspondence course explains this. It says, in Old Testament times, God required only physical obedience from his church. In other words, obedience only in the letter. This was because the Old Testament church of God, which was the ancient nation of Israel, was not given the Holy Spirit to help them keep the spiritual intent of the Ten Commandments. But in New Testament times, God has made his Holy Spirit available to those whom he calls. And of course, God has to call. John 6 and verse 44 shows that. The quote continues, He desires that his spirit-begotten children follow him in keeping the spiritual intent, the fullness of his law, to make sure his disciples throughout the ages understood this new magnified way of law-keeping, Jesus singled out the commandments forbidding murder and adultery as vivid examples. You can study through that, you know, where he said, okay, you've heard how <laughs> in times past, you know, you shouldn't murder, and then he went on to explain it even further. So he singled out those commandments, and, and of course, there would, there's a spiritual uh, element and, and fulfillment of all of the commandments. It says he taught that now we are not only to abstain from the physical acts of murder and adultery, but we are also to avoid hatred and sexual lust in our thoughts as well. So he explained the law and showed how deeply we have to love God's law to where our thinking is in line with God's thinking to where, yes, we don't murder somebody, but we don't even harbor hatred like that. We don't even, you know, think about that. And the same being true with adultery. Don't even think that way. The quote continues, hatred against another human being is the spirit of murder. Sexual lust is the spirit of adultery. And Christ showed how God's commandments apply to our innermost thoughts and attitudes. And so it's amazing how when we think that way, what a blessing that is, right? We talked about how it brings peace of mind. Well, if a person is thinking according to God's law, what peace that is. If somebody's harboring hatred or they're harboring lust and that's in their minds, they're not going to have peace. They're always going to be on edge. They're going to have a very difficult time with their thinking because they're having sins in their, in their thoughts. Christ told us not to do that, to, to not think that way, but we have to make sure that we keep the commandments, not just in the letter, but also in our thoughts, in our thinking. And then we have peace, and then we can really pray to God and ask for you know, whatever we need for direction, for understanding, for help, and he'll provide it. But it gets back to this keeping of the law and what a benefit it is. Those, those are some of the great blessings that come from keeping God's law. Keeping God's law ensures that we have peace of mind. It also ensures that God will hear our prayers. And God's law shows us the way to health, to peace, to prosperity in this life, and, but then on into eternity. And God's law is the way that God lives he didn't just make up some arbitrary rules. It's the way he lives, and he's showing us that that's the way that he lives. What a great life that is, to not have hatred, to not have lust, to not have envy, to not have covetousness, to not have all of those evil thoughts. It's a wonderful way to live. There's a lot of peace in it. The correspondence course says you cannot earn 
your salvation by keeping either the Ten Commandments or any other law of God. Eternal life is clearly a gift from God. No one could earn immortality in 10,000 lifetimes of keeping the Ten Commandments. But neither can you enter into eternal life as a lawbreaker. Romans 6 and verse 23 shows that. Jesus Christ plainly and emphatically stated that Christians are to endeavor to keep God's law with their whole beings and with his spiritual help through the Holy Spirit, trusting in him to mercifully apply his sacrifice on their behalf when and where they fall short and as they repent. And you can look at 1 John 1, verses 7 through 9 for more on that. So we have to be really considering how wonderful it is to keep God's law. It will help us to, to do it, to keep the law, you know, and to be positive about it because it is such a blessing. It brings so many blessings into our lives. We just talked about two of them today, and they're huge, huge blessings. But there's even more we could talk about or that you could study into. But it just helps us to be positive when we think about how good that law is, how good it is, because it shows us the direction to go and what to avoid. Christ came to give us even a deeper understanding of that, to where we don't just refrain from a physical act, but we don't even think about it. And we get our mind going in another direction. And we're so blessed when we do that. So if we're thinking negatively about some aspect of God's law, we need to go back and study all the positive things that come as a result of keeping God's law. To understand God's law better, of course, we have the correspondence course, as we're talking about today. But we also have a booklet on the Ten Commandments that gives some real good understanding about how to keep those commandments and all the blessings that come as a result of doing that. The book's called The Ten Commandments, and it's free, and we'd like you to request that it. it's at thetrumpet.com, or you could go right to the trumpet.com and look it up and read the PDF right there. So it's a wonderful book. The Correspondence Course is, of course, a wonderful course, and then the Ten Commandments, all of it's free. You can get it at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today in this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.